United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. A dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects That corgi shirt has the same energy of, like, a hipster blogger with thick-rimmed glasses who's still on, like, the chive, being like, Bill Murray's the funniest guy ever. That's what that, cor- that corgi shirt gives me. What? No. That corgi shirt gives, I'm a corgi mom and I'm absolutely obsessed with it, and I don't really make actual human connection, so I use my dog as, like, a barrier. Like, if you talk to me about my dog, I'll talk about it all day, but any other interaction is just going to be superficial bullshit that I'm regurgitating out. That's what that fucking shirt means to me. That's what that shirt How can mean to you. dare you think? That's what that shirt can mean to you, How but dare what you that think shirt presents to I'm everyone Bill else... I'm Bill Murray? Bill Murray. No. It's the vibe. It's the 2010 I'm really cool on Reddit vibe. It's the, like, hashtag bacon on everything vibe. That's what cool it is. I am cool on Reddit vibe, though. No! <laughs> that's what that is do you know what i'm saying do you know the person i'm talking about no because i've never seen an asshole wearing a corgi anything it's a corgi with a fuck it's a maroon shirt with a corgi with a fucking um superman cape on which is very on brand for what we're about to talk about it's cute but it's the same literally the same energy as when people had bacon as their entire personality maybe if it was a maybe if it was a french bulldog i'd accept it (laughs) but it's not it's a fucking corgi no and I'm going to I'm going to get a marker it's, it's, I'm going to color it black so it looks like my corgi. It's also like the color that color and then that maroon that design choice is What's like what's your desktop background color? It's red. No. Uh, it's Faye Valentine it. from some fucking Cowboy Bebop. Some of it's red, some of it's maroon. But it's that maroon shirt mm-hmm. with like that mm-hmm. <laughs> terrible mm-hmm. photoshop. There's a lot of aesthetic in here that's pretty uh Yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. You really reaching. <laughs> You're really reaching, huh? She but says. that's all I'm saying is that shirt reminds me of and not even on you. It's like kind of a guy thing. Literally, like when people were like the Reddit and the chive are my entire personality. Bacon, everything bacon flavored toothpaste like Urban Outfitters was still cool. And they wore thick cut it into glasses. A Maybe if you like bleached it or did like a different design to it and then cut it into Bleaching a crop top. Would be real fucking I'd, let, cute. I'd let it slide. Okay. But as it is right now. Not a fan. Not a fan. You know what? Oh, sorry. It's like early working. internet vibes. That's what I'm saying. I you can know? accept your criticism and I can apply um, the, the construction, yeah. the constructive critique. It comes not from a place of feeling. love because no, I, I know that you're hurt. better than that. <laughs> yeah, am I? <laughs> Barely. What am I'm I better than? I'm making you better than that for my own aesthetic. So if you could please catch yeah. the fuck up. You're like... Uh, one of those brides where it's like I don't want this girl in my wedding unless she gets her hair dyed a certain color. But like, is that if, real? Yeah. But if you were like, you gotta you gotta shape the fuck up. You can't just have this like grown out bullshit you've got going on now. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll wear a wig to your wedding, or I'll cut my hair, or fix it. I don't think that would hurt my feelings if you said it. Um, because I pre I would appreciate the aesthetic feedback, but also I would know that you were taken over by a pod person because i don't think you would get married again yeah that's i was very good i've yeah i'm very much out of the marriage game and i also have no idea that people want people to dye their hair for weddings yeah well like if someone has like crazy hair they're like i don't want crazy hair but it's my bridesmaid why are you like even friends with them that they sound like a cunt um you know i will say um one of my dear friends is getting married and she's like wants me to go to her bachelorette party 
um which is like i've never been that's not my vibe that's not my scene that's not yeah. my dig and she love her to death um christian sorority girl um obviously strayed from those roots which is why we're friends um but she very much so wants like everyone to wear matching shirts and whatever and here's my thing right i like matching but when it's funny like when we did Mia's thumbhead shirts yeah. for a roller derby battle. Like I like that being un, I like being ironically matching. Yeah. Like but not um, like Bride Squad, you know, on Bride Squad. Yeah. She gave me permission to d- destroy the shirt how I please to make it fit mm-hmm. my aesthetic, but she did say I have to wear it. And I do love her enough that I will do it, but mm-hmm. know that I'll be a little upset. About yeah. It. I mean, I I've thought about what my bachelorette party would be like. Just, you know, in you know how sometimes you're like, what would it be like? What would my wedding I be I actually like? don't think about that. I more think of like, what is my public execution going to look like when I See, attempt an assassination? Um, but, you know, simple, you'll die of tuberculosis. Um, <laughs> no, I think about it and I'm like, do I even want a bachelorette party? Like, I would want to go to the... I'd want to hang out with my dog. Come yeah. over and hang out with me and my dog. What is... I just don't want to go out anymore. What is a bachelorette party? Yeah, I don't even know. You know those things where it's like, you see something and it's like, so-and-so did this for their bachelorette party. I'm like, what would mine be like? And I don't really know. Maybe rent city bikes and just drunkenly bar hop. I would do that on a Tuesday. You don't have to get married to do that. Just hit me up. Do you remember Turnt Tuesdays? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I so me and Noel used to get so fucked up on Tuesdays that I used up all of my sick leave in like a month because I was so hungover every Wednesday morning that I had to call in sick. Um, and we had to stop. Yeah. Also because our bodies were like, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eh. Um, I still went into work because I'm a champion. Mm-mm. I'm gonna work. Remember, I had to go to the hospital. I had to got that stomach infection. You did have a stomach infection because you drank so much. God, we were a mess. Thank God, mm-hmm. no one knew us then. All of you listening now. <laughs> Nobody. What knew. a gift. What a gift you get these versions, these carved mm-hmm. out, elegant, <laughs> not carved. Adults. We're swollen. <laughs> we were. Ne- we've never been skinnier or prettier than we were at that time because we were trying so hard to like look like we had it together. I know, I know. But here's the other thing. Like this is this is why I know time is a cruel mistress because back then my body was adi 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 adi. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was off the chain. Yep. What I was doing to my hair and my makeup was a fucking crime. Oh, oh my God. I had like split half blonde, half black, and then sometimes it would be black and red or black and pink I mean, or black and blue. That was cute, but you were no. doing it yourself and burned off half your head. Yeah, and then like didn't know what toner was, so it wasn't even blonde, baby. It was piss yellow. Mm-hmm. And like it was all like, it just the texture was nasty. Everyone's like, grow your hair out again. And I just get flashbacks having that like quote no, unquote can't. long hair that looked like shit ass. Yeah, it was like... uh riffraff's hair on rocky horror picture show. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally and then like it, i was very much like i was an eyebrow supremacist but it was like 2015 so like we hadn't figured out how to actually properly do eyebrows so everyone just had like the anastasia kit and was fucking blocking that shit out yeah oh my god mm-hmm. oh my god yeah it was horrible. And in, and then what the unfortunate part was, like, after we crawled out of our alcoholic depression, mm-hmm. like, I started actually, like, experimenting with makeup and trying. And, like, I had f- 
chopped all my hair off and colored it one color and like was looking good and then was happy so naturally fat it was the fattest i'd ever was (laughs) fattest i ever was was also when like i knew how to do my hair it was like the perfect shade of gray my makeup was on point yep fucking the biggest i've ever been in my life as well Mm -hmm. um i really do be like that though time is a cruel mistress she is and now i'm like ready to like be cute again and i just can't be bothered it's covid what am i gonna do i want to do my makeup and then i'm like "Mm." you know what i love though is like the makeup that i've been dabbling in is avant-garde so you don't have to be like that's true yeah you have been inspirational there i say it's messy i love it it's everyone just go watch party monster and then like get it together and i purposely don't do matching eyes because what's the like i hate having like the let's have everything has to match and be perfect like no I'm going to do stripes on this eye and polka dots on this one. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm going to turn my mouth into goat's eye. I think I have the artistic technique. I think you should. Really, though. Also, like... Joke's on you. I don't even have to use makeup to do that. See, the talent is there. Hideous, yeah. Just fucking, you know? Yeah. Get a paintbrush and make it happen. I also like the idea of, like, everyone right now is really going full glam online, Mm -hmm. especially during COVID. Like, everyone's just, like, doing the unbelievable turning these glam looks out and i want to go 90s club kid i'm gonna look ugly yeah you know what i'm saying i want to actually i put on that fucking ski mask and big eyelashes and i was like i'm beautiful i'm Mm -hmm. fucking beautiful so what does that mean it's about to turn when the when the bars open up again and i'm 35 I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be dope. Like, yeah, you know, be great. I want to wear those fucking like latex masks that are like so stuck to your face. You you know, like the sex dungeon mask. Yeah, yeah. And just have my lips all like triple juicied up, yeah. and then this clown like Amanda paint Labore. on. Be dope. Be like Amanda Labore. Yeah, you'd be dope. So it'd be really cool. You know hashtag live your truth also 10 minutes in hey what's up my name's noel <laughs> and and um i want to look like macaulay Culkin, but right now i'm rory Culkin. nice and i'm chelsea i want to be the fifth wife of a polygamous man and not be shamed for it fifth why fifth why not like second or sixth? because by the time number five rolls around he's like 80 and over it i don't have to deal with his ass he'll be too tired he'll come over and just go to bed What's even the point? What are you getting from that? Free housing. That's fair. You know what? Good point. Thank you. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um. Speaking of um, old men. <laughs> are you trying to transition into the topic tonight? Yeah. He's not really. Well. He was not old. He wasn't old. He speaking was, of OGs. Speaking of men with lots of women problems. Maybe. I don't know. We're talking about. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're talking about George Reeves. George fucking Reeves. Not to be confused with Christopher Reeves. No relation, even though they both played Superman. Which is interesting. Very interesting. The Reeves curse. Um, It is a fucking curse. Keanu Reeves, stay safe out there. Oh, man. He's too powerful. He could never. He just released a comic called Berserker. God, I love him so much. Yeah. Comics, I okay. love Keanu Reeves. Dude, enter in uh, the... Win a date to marry Keanu Reeves? No, uh, fucking Nerd Store is doing a giveaway right now where if you buy a Berserker comic, they'll enter you in to win a comic that's signed by Keanu Reeves. (gasps) I just want to... 
The comic isn't that bad. It's not good, but it's not bad. Shut up, you fucking why? Why is it not good? Why is it not good? It's not bad. Why is it not good though? Um, because it's in like two sentences. Why is it not good? I would call it a casserole of comics where it's a lot of really good things all mishmashed together. So you're not really getting an overall <sighs> unique storyline. Oh you're getting like Monday's leftovers put into a casserole dish, like topped with Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday leftovers. All in one kind of hodgepodge enjoyable experience, but really nothing unique. Mm. <sighs> Better than a lot of the stuff that I have read yeah. for Bleeding Cool, but not the best. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyway. anyway, George Reeves. So, I want you to start this. You, I don't need, is this paragraph? Oh no, that's an idea. Oh my God. Your notes, this first paragraph, I should say. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Hold on. Let, let me go. Let me say, we share notes and uh, Chelsea sends me her notes and the first paragraph, <laughs> I'm like, I know we're doing George Reeves. And the first paragraph is Robert Wagner, Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood were all on Wagner's yacht, Splendor, off the coast of Catalina. They had a huge fight, the reason for which is subject of debate. But afterwards, somehow, Natalie ended up in the water. Wagner knew she had a lifelong fear of water and couldn't swim. But in a drunken rage, he allowed her to drown. Death was ruled accidental. Idea. George Reeves was murdered. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm, I'm... I so, read so much and I never once did I find anything connecting Robert Wagner to George Reeves' murder. I was sorry. like, where the fuck, where the fuck is this connected? Where the started, fuck? I started this, I started research for this episode weeks ago, but it was also part of like different ideas. Mm-hmm. And I was like cut trying to cut and paste the other ideas into their own documents. And I was like, ah, fuck it. And then I went into it, but... Today, when I finished up the notes on it, I was already on like page four. So you just so left it right at the top. I went and <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, but I didn't want to delete it because I want to keep the that intro. as an idea for a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally, dude, I read so much to try to find. I was like, Robert Wagner, George Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm sorry like, this is how i know chelsea and i are different versions of the internet <laughs> yeah. i can't even find this correlation you got bing it baby i'm sure there's something i was on bing and like <laughs> i i couldn't even i was so fucking confused i literally purposely like left myself a note like remember to ask chelsea where this ties in but then you finished reading that sentence and you're like motherfucker that was just an idea she had well no because like the way that your notes came over formatted to me was one giant run on sentence. So I went through and reformatted them like a normal person. Oh, really? I sent them in a word doc. It looked like shit. It looked like a notepad. Look at, look at how nice. Look at how nice mine is. You didn't send me that version, bitch. I'll tell you that right now. I 100% now. did because you I did copied not. I copied myself in on the email. I copied, my, I copied myself in on the email that I sent you. Well, And I opened lie. the document that's from the lie. email that you were tagged in on. Fake news. So right. anyway, I read that and it immediately went right into George Reeves was murdered in all caps. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, so George Kiefer Brewer. Oh, wow. <laughs> George Kiefer Brewer, later professionally known as George Reeves, was born on January 5th, 1914 in Woolstock, Iowa. Always um, those Iowa boys getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. Little farm boy. He had a bit of a tumultuous childhood, with his parents separating almost immediately after he was born. 
and his mom eventually moved to California to be with her sister, where she married a man named George Besselow. By all accounts, he was a good dude and even adopted George as his own son. But when that marriage ended after 15 years, George's mom told him that his adopted dad committed suicide while he was away visiting relatives. George did not find out that his mom lied about this until like seven years later. So she said he died rather than they got a divorce? Yeah. Nice. That is truly low-key one of the best lines. Like, I rewatched <laughs> Happy Gilmore recently. Uh-huh. And when he's, like, dropping his grandma off at the retirement home, and she goes, what about that sweet girl? And he's like, oh, she got hit by a bus and died because they'd, like, just broken yeah. up. And I'm like, people should do that more. They should. Like, uh, on a completely related topic, Snooki on Jersey Shore answers the phone, and they're like, where's Angelina? And she's like, they died. Yeah. And they're like, Angelina died? Yeah. It was also the season about the note. My favorite. My yeah. favorite. Yep. Ron put his head. <laughs> <laughs> Ron put his head between a waitress' breasts. Breasts. <laughs> breasts is the night that we that you fought. I can't. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> unrelated. Anyway, everyone, you know, just start telling people. You know, I we didn't break up. He died. He yeah. Died. yeah. Stop yeah, asking yeah, questions. Fine. He died. So George did some acting and singing in high school and eventually enrolled in Pasadena Junior College where he studied acting. His first film was in Gone with the Wind. I said God with the Wind. <laughs> Is oh, a yeah, my, Jesus. Yeah, I just want everyone to just accept my gospel. Uh, and he was a minor role named Stuart Tarleton. And he played one of the men pining for Scarlett O'Hara in the opening scene. And during this time, he was still participating in plays at Pasadena Playhouse Performing Arts Venue. He was eventually cast in the lead in a play called Poncho, which led him to getting a contract with Warner Brothers. That's I can tell you right, right now, the name of that play, Poncho, problematic. It's problematic. No one look it up. No one should watch it. It's probably horrifically problematic. I get the vibe based <laughs> off of the name, knowing nothing about it. There's some like, you know, white people playing Native Americans or something like it's something really mm -hmm. tasteless. Yeah, probably. Let's not look it up. Yeah, no one look it up. Um, and at this time, he changed his name to George Reeves. For whatever reason. Yeah, it's fine. I like when people go into Hollywood and they're like someone new now. Yeah, he didn't want to be George Kiefer not, Brewer. She's not Norma Jean. She's Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. So, he acted in a bunch of different films, some with Ronald Reagan even. That's God, fun. we have a horrible history of presidency in this yeah. country. Do doesn't it hurt to know? Really? <laughs> like, what is... Of course we got Trump because we had fucking actor Ronald Reagan bring in fucking Reaganomics and pretend like that worked ruining the fucking middle class. That's well, fine of because Hollywood. his wife said just say no to drugs. So all's forgiven. I looked at Dare and I did more drugs than I ever should have. It did the opposite. It took me to it. I would have been sober, stone cold sober for my entire life. Well, then you're just spitting on like, the memory yeah. of Nancy Reagan. Good. <laughs> Fuck her. If you hate Ronald Reagan, do coke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Copious amounts. Um, and he was actually pretty successfully cast. And he did get a role in a film called So Proudly We Hail. Gotta love that fucking military mm -hmm. ass, like, God bless America shit. Dude, he loved it so much that he joined the military and he propaganda baby it works sometimes bad time to be drafted in the military in 1943 um i would say the best time is it you want to uh, make a mark you go then you oh, go then 
But lucky for him, he only had to do like Air Force training films. So he was like oh, military, military light, military light, making, making movies. Yeah. That's like what Stan Lee did in the fucking military. That's why he Stan just Lee's wrote a bitch. stuff. Jim Shooter did an interview today with a, a, po- a different podcast. That's not ours. That's unfortunate. And, uh, he gets like such a bad rep for being a piece of shit, but I have actually really pretty much liked Jim Shooter, but he had nothing but nice things to say about Stanley, so I was a little let down. Well, you know what that means? He has all the bullshit in That's the world what... that he could say. Yeah. Yeah. He brought a gun to a knife fight and decided to keep it in the holster. That's what I'm saying. So after Reeves was discharged, there wasn't really very much work available for him, so he had to take a second job digging cesspools, which you love to see a guy who will just make ends meet, Do you know? It. Yeah. Do it. It's very 1950s of him. Sure, yeah. And so he eventually moved to New York for more opportunity, and in 1953, he got cast as a small character in a movie called From Here to Eternity. And although he wasn't a lead or really that important of a character, the movie did win Academy Award for Best Picture. And that, along with being in Gone with the Wind, really increased Reeves' yeah. castability status. I was going to say, From Here to Eternity is really good. It's really That's like a classic. Is it? I've yeah. never seen it. never heard of it. Well. I don't know. watch classics. I Clearly. only watch Shit. Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> that just every day. Every it's day. It's like your Groundhog Day, but it's just Gone in 60 Seconds. But I enjoy it. And it's just heaven. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, what? so yeah, that was his stuff. Uh, <laughs> so just yeah. the way that I write sometimes, I'm like, I'm not reading what I fucking wrote right yeah, there. Yeah, don't, you weird ass. Um, so George Reeves is Superman. That's the real, that's a real yeah, cherry so this is top. like, so he did all this shit and now he's castable. He's classically handsome. Um, yeah. And they're like, guess what? You're, You're Superman. perfect. Yep. And he landed this role in June 1951 and he was really hesitant to take it um, because it was a TV show, and at that time, like TV was kind of well, yeah, a shittier medium. If it we, wasn't taken seriously. If we learn anything from Jane Mansfield, it's that the, you don't go silver screen to TV. It's not yeah. the move. That's a that's a sellout. That you, means you're fucking losing. Look at what everyone did to Catherine Heigl after she was in that like Sleepy Time commercial. Yeah. Everyone's like, how far they have fallen. Yeah. Um, what if so, she just really liked it? Maybe. What if it's like her mom's parent company, and she's just trying to help her what like embezzle. If? What if, what's her name? She was in fucking Halloween and she did the yogurt commercial about the yogurt with the good bacteria. Makes oh, you uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Most regular woman in the world. Yeah. Bless her. Most Make that regular money. woman in the yeah. world. I see, you heard it here. Activia, yeah. sponsor us. <laughs> we both need to poop. So I, I can't. Don't. But Chelsea will do it for me twice. She'll eat both of our. Oh, they don't have vegan. That's bullshit. Activia, you need to step the fuck up. Yeah, I agree. I would love to participate. I would love to be regular. Just make it coconut yogurt or whatever. That's vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell him. Tell him. Hit her up. That's really fucked up. Why Jamie you, Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. JLC. J- Jalik. JLC. JLC. Hello. I want to be regular too. Anyway, yeah, I me love too. when people I don't do get that. to be regular anymore. <laughs> um, so, but he eventually did de- decide to sign on, obviously. And his first Superman job served both as the pilot for the show and as a B-picture movie, which was called Superman in the Moment. And you can buy it off the internet. Which you should because I was going it's to, fucking... Ooh, it is... You didn't? No. It is... I had to buy the Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. Okay, okay, okay. It was okay. a flip I of the agree, coin. I agree. I, you made the right decision. Thank you. Also because I can find this for you for I'm free I'm sure online. it's on YouTube. It is probably on YouTube. 
And the movie premise is actually really fun, and it fits in with the golden age of comics um, and hero themes. So in this movie, um, Clark and Lois go to watch the drilling of the world's deepest oil well. Don't you love that that was just something that like they were like, what are we going to write about? It's 1954. What do, what do people do for fun? A watch watch fracking yeah watch just, fracking let's destroy an environment and let's, let superman you know watch what? it let's get some lunch and go watch the fracking let's watch oil we'll, we'll just lay out a, a picnic yeah right next to the so oil far. field yeah <laughs> but you know what those bastards drilled too deep and crapped crapped <laughs> i got poo on the mine activia they cracked jamie lee jamie lee jamie lee i can only say i gotta do it JLC, jamie lee hello. help me up um, so they broke into the subterranean home of glow-in-the-dark mole men, and lucky for this small frack in town, Superman was there to save the day. Also, I think they unintentionally wrote an environmentalist plot. Oh, absolutely. I, they really didn't. They were like, we just got to get the monsters out there. And then intellectuals later on were like, actually, the text is telling us that if you destroy the well, environment, monsters yeah. will eat your babies. Well, in World War II, everyone was so fucking, they had the red scare going on. So it was like anybody from the other was terrifying. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, let's, George Reese is a man of the future. He was a renaissance man. I know it. Um, so everybody should go watch it. So, working for a TV network at the time, especially in, uh, ABC, sounded like a fucking nightmare. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were horrible. Dude, they would like use... That's like so many actors and actresses at the time would get uh, addicted to speed and shit because they would just pop pills because they would film all fucking day. Yeah. they There were no rules and regulations. There was no Actors Guild making sure you were paid a certain amount. You had a certain amount of breaks. Even worse for children. Child yeah. actor laws like didn't come into play until the fucking nineties. Like they, w- it was just use and abuse. Yeah, they would film multiple scripts simultaneously, and they would knock out scenes from dip- different episodes all at the same time. So if they're like, okay, we need to film in a hospital, so we're gonna film the scene from episode one, episode six, yeah. episode twelve, and they had to have all this shit just memorized, ready to go, so they could just use the special scene mm-hmm. once and then not have to film there again to yeah. save money. What a fucking nightmare! And they squeezed all of it into a thirteen week shooting schedule um no nobody was allowed to work anywhere else because of the really insanely restrictive contracts and yeah. they all had 30 day clauses which meant that producers only had to give them a month notice to like turn their life upside down and so pretty much everybody was on call literally all the time and couldn't work for anyone else according to their contracts so um you would so for example you would be offered a movie role and it would be in three months Mm -hmm. they'd give you three months notice and they wouldn't be able to take it and uh but at the time like like television conglomerates and movie studios were like the mafia yeah like literally they were like crazy possessive and they would make shit disappear like if somebody got pregnant they would like hide them away so they could have the baby and then the baby would disappear and then all of a sudden like dorothy and jim and kansas have a new fucking baby and it's like been robbed from this like hollywood actress oh yeah it was bad yeah it's crazy and we're gonna get get the fuck into it oh of course yeah we have this is the best example honestly of that like golden age of hollywood corruption yeah just tons of bullshit and so um, even though during the second season of Superman, Reeves was able to get more acting work, he was so associated with Clark Kent at that point that it was like almost impossible for him to get anything yeah, new. Yeah, I almost feel like it's it's like what happened to Daniel Radcliffe, but worse. Yeah. Like you're just Harry Potter. You're just Superman. Yeah. Well, and the studio wants to like perpetuate that. They're like, you have to be Superman all the time. So mm-hmm. you can't even be George when mm-hmm. you're out of set. Like, yeah. And he 
would try to like get more money by booking gigs but obviously couldn't get it so he just kind of had to like sling for a dollar doing superman publicly and but he did take it seriously like george was a very good guy um and he kept his private life extremely private because he didn't want his fans to see him being george they wanted him to think he was superman all the it time. reminds me of like what happens with like k-pop idols they yeah. are signed into contracts that are so abusive and regulatory. It's like it the contract will go over what they can eat, what they can drink, what they can wear, who they mm-hmm. can talk to, what hours of the day they can be out and seen in public. They can't date like all this shit yeah, because they, they allow have the to, fans to be possessive. Yeah, literally like, insane. Yeah, it's the same thing would happen here. And like one of the stories that you go over, like with the with the uh, gun in the streets. Yeah, like that. That's insane. That's insane, but of course that would happen. Yeah. Because the because what was it? ABC was like perpetuating him as Superman. All the time. Like he even um quit smoking. Like he didn't want anyone, he didn't want little kids to see him smoking and be like, Oh, Superman smokes, so it's okay for me to smoke. Mm-hmm. And he was really ahead of his time. Um, so his co star, Phyllis Coates, who played Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. In her season of Adventures of Superman, he insisted that she get equal billing. And this was in the 50s when, like, nobody Women gave a shit. Women got paid a quarter. Yeah. And he was like, no, I want um, I want her to get paid the same amount as me because we're doing the same amount of work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also important for her to be seen as Lois. And she's stepping up to the plate. So he was a good dude. We don't. I don't want to, like, paint that he was, like, some shitty Hollywood guy. I want everyone to love George so we can break your heart about him. Yeah. I mean, I think that you can be both things. Mm-hmm. I think that you can be a really good guy and also get stuck in some yeah, not great situations. But, right. You know, we'll get into that. And that's kind of what happened. Like, he didn't really like playing Superman. Um, He felt that his talent was being wasted and he was embarrassed that he was a 40-year-old man playing a superhero. Which is also crazy that he was 40 and still in Hollywood. Yeah, at that well, time. I mean, also well, right now for it's men, like, it's a little bit different. Yeah, they it's can... like Ben Affleck's like a thousand years old and he was the shittiest Batman ever. And look at him. Don't thriving. get me started. Do you want to know what I found? And it what, hurt me. What the fuck did you find? What could you so possibly So there's a movie say? about George Reeves. And Ben Affleck played him. And it broke my heart to see it. I'm glad that happened to you. I'm glad that happened to you. I hope that it haunts you. I hope, you know. Well, you know what? I hope all the haterade that you're drinking gives you gas. It always will. And you know that. And you also should know <laughs> that I'm not saying that Ben Affleck is the best Batman. But I am saying he was definitely the worst Superman that he is probably <laughs> he is better than Jared Leto's Joker. And I think that, that is what it is. Oh my God. Ben Affleck being a shitty Batman has more impact on the DC universe than Jared Leto being a shitty Joker. Not even. And that's 100 percent. Batman has so much more importance in the DC universe. That's what kills me is that Jared Leto is so minuscule in his actual physical role and lines in the films that he's in, in the DCU, but he was so miserable, even just visually. You're so fucking Even wrong. before it fucking you came out. You can edit his shittiness out of the movie and it doesn't matter. But you they cannot take Batman he's out. he's still there. Because it's Jared fucking Leto and he has like, he slings his dick around Hollywood and he wakes him and want to put him in films. Ben Affleck had the audacity to come into that saying like, I'm a Batman fan and I'll do a good job. And he didn't. And he did all right. No. Anyway. I can't. I'm not God. even trying to defend Jared Leto, but you're defending Batfleck, and I think it's just really because fucked up. you are like Jared Leto's Joker is more tolerable than Ben Affleck's Batman, and that is just wrong. It's a wrong Jared statement. Leto's Joker does less damage to the DC universe than having less, a shitty Batman. Less damage. 
Less damage to the DC a universe. A picture was released and it almost caused the black hole of fury. The man didn't even open his mouth yet. The visual alone. You know, I seem to recall a certain someone. <laughs> not naming names. <laughs> so in love with the image of the Joker at that time that they cosplayed with their partner openly. You know that that had nothing to do with Jared Leto's Joker and everything to do with my need to be Harley Quinn and everything uh-huh. to do with his need to suck uh-huh. my dick. Uh-huh. You know that. Do you I? know that as fact. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You sure do. I'm just saying I've never dated anybody who has dressed up as Ben Affleck. Why do you Batman, think I, I, I know will. the truth of the pain? Why do you think that I know this? So it's such a problem because I You've experienced looked into it. the eyes of Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah. And you had consensual heterosexual sex with it. <laughs> what? Was it? Was it? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was, bitch. Was it? Me? And that's why you should trust me the most. Because I am telling I you. I don't trust somebody you. Somebody went on the other side and I said, listen no. to me. I looked at the Ar- Ark of the Covenant. No, you know what? You, <laughs> let, you, let, the, you let there be blurred lines. <laughs> I draw such a hard fucking line in the sand. I'm telling you, I went on the other side. It's so bad. It's so bad. No, I, you, you know what you did? You flip flopped. <laughs> I was just undercover agent, and I came to <laughs> I tell know, you. you <laughs> You're posting that shit on my Instagram. I went over and I helped that motherfucker put damage on his forehead oh with your God. eyeliner, <laughs> and you are grateful for it. Oh, I'm telling you. That's why I'm telling you, as someone who left. I'm telling you, it's so bad. It's so bad. You should trust my opinion over no. everyone. No. That's how I know you're blinded. You're no, blinded. That's how you're blinded, no. bitch. You just told me you looked at the Ark of the Covenant and you came out alive. Nobody comes out alive if they look at the Ark of the I Covenant when they're a Nazi. Huh? Who died in that scene? <laughs> Who died in that fucking scene? Indiana Jones drew a goddamn line in the sand and refused <laughs> to even go there. You I fucking was, went there and your face got melted off. I did. You're a clown. I you're the clown. I'm coming to you with a melted off clown. face. And I'm coming to you with a melted off face. And I'm saying, listen to me. Look at me. No, Look at I me. No. Look at my pain. No. Jared no. Lowe's Joker sucks no. and he did this to me. And then you have the audacity to look at me after yep. seeing what I just went through. Yep. And to say, Ben Affleck <laughs> <laughs> I'll never, I will never let this go. Oh my god! So anyway, <laughs> George Reeves, bitch. Oh shit! Ah. So George Reeves, <laughs> uh, superhero, played Superman all the time. So kids used to like literally go up and like try to physically assault him because they were like, I can't hurt Superman. I want to feel as strong. Kind of like if you were to see Danny DeVito in the street and you want to pick him up and throw him. <laughs> yeah, just pick him up, put him on your hip. Yeah, um, and he'd just latch onto you like a little koala bear. Yeah. And so one at one point, though, it got so bad, like a little kid came up to George and pointed a gun at his chest because he wanted to see the bullet bounce off. And the only way that George got out of it was he was like, OK, well, if you shoot me, the bullet is going to bounce off and hurt somebody else. And then the little kid was like, yeah, you right. And put the gun down. Love that for him. Yeah. So very stressful reality for George where he was like really cemented into this role that he wasn't necessarily happy with. Um, and there's another dark spot on his immaculate past. And I will say it is ma- immaculate um, because at this point he met a woman named Tony Mannix and she was a former showgirl who was eight years younger than George, which mm-hmm. is fine um, because when you're 40 and dating a 32 year old, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, and they had 
a really long relationship, which was pretty. They were together for nine years. Yeah, and they were very much in love. The only problem was was that Tony was married. Oh yeah, the whole time, married. hella married the whole fucking to time to the MGM general manager Eddie Mannix, and uh, yeah, literally the whole time. And everybody knew about it. It wasn't even like one of those like quote unquote open secrets. It was just one of those things where like, ah, eh, my husband doesn't care. Yeah, and George was like, sure, I don't care either. And Eddie, I don't know what Eddie did, but he put up with it for nine years. Well, I mean, Eddie. Eddie worked for MGM, but Eddie was also like mob ties Eddie. Yeah. Like um, you mentioned that he's a fixer. Yes. And you're talking about like with Hollywood starlets, like mm-hmm. he was the people making things disappear. Yeah. So how we talked about earlier, like babies would get adopted or mm-hmm. women would get like he would cover up rapes, mm-hmm. he would cover up murders, mm-hmm. and he did this all as like MGM's goon. Yeah. So very violent dude. Yeah. But the kind of scary violent. Like you know how there's always like punks on the scene. Mm-hmm. He's the dude who can like leave his car unlocked in the middle of the worst neighborhood in town, and nobody will fuck with it. Yeah. Like that's the clout that Eddie Mannix had. Yeah. And um, there's also like because. Everyone tries to look at this this weird relationships uh, mm-hmm. and be like, why though? Because Eddie was such a public guy. Yeah. And he was such a degenerate. And he had all these mob ties and he had connections to big money. He could make anything happen. Mm-hmm. Like, so what's the deal here? Um, why did this happen? Like, why was Tony able to basically date George Reeves yeah. for fucking 10 years? Well, like... But if you're going to go... If you're going to fuck with, if your husband has a lot of clout, like Eddie did, and you're going to fuck around with someone, might as well be Superman. I mean, that's true. That's like, true. And then, like, the other thing was that um, Eddie and Tony were, like, devout Catholics. And mm-hmm. that that might confuse you at first, but if you really think about it, it explains everything. Because, um, like, death, cheating, murder lying all that catholics can just do a few hail marys and be forgiven yeah but they're not divorce, gonna get divorced yeah you can't do it Never. you can't fucking do it um and so in speaking of divorce he had actually been married before he met tony and his first wife bernice did leave him yeah she's the one who initiated the divorce not yeah. him and she took all of his money and lived happily ever after <laughs> except she didn't they never do no she died in a fiery fucking car wreck before she ever could have divorced Eddie. The divorce could never be finalized. So yeah. technically, he never got a divorce because yeah. his first wife died. Yeah, he's a widow. And after this, he married Tony, who was the one of the women, one only one of the women he was having an affair with on his first wife, Bernice. And so when she, when Tony was involved with George Reeves, um, Eddie wasn't necessarily too concerned because he'd been fucking gallivanting around and Tony knew, like, mm-hmm. don't cross him eddie in the end because he'll shut it down yeah and uh and the only reason the affair actually ended was because george met and fell in love with a woman named lenore lemon in 1959 cutest name ever i know she's the cutest name and i also want to say tony um the the married girlfriend (laughs) yeah um she was quoted as saying that her greatest fear was george meeting a hot young actually single starlet and leaving her and that's exactly what happened it's exactly what happened and keep in mind like so george and tony were together for nine years like we said and tony was spoiling him 
Yeah. She would like just rain gifts on him. She bought him a fucking house in the hills. Like mm-hmm. it was very like sugar mama esque. Yeah. Um, which is maybe also why like her husband didn't have a problem with it because it was more like, look at my boss bitch wife. Yeah. With her arm candy. Well, and George was just such an unproblematic guy. Like he was just playing Superman. Like what's he really going to do to Eddie if they get toe to toe? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. George stayed in his lane and he did really genuinely love Tony. Mm-hmm. And then she was stuck in this marriage, which is like shitty, unfortunate. And so it's it is good that he got out of it. Well, but I is agree. It, but know? I also think that like. I don't feel bad for Tony because I think it's very much like Daisy, Daisy and Gatsby is like, uh, yeah, 100%. Daisy and Gatsby is Tony and George. Like mm-hmm. it, she cosplayed his girlfriend, but she was always in the shits with her man. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was mm-hmm. always with Eddie. Always. It was always him. Yeah. Didn't matter what George did. Yeah. George was just her Superman. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, George was everything that Eddie wasn't, mm-hmm. which was like a genuinely good guy. Yeah. But he's not going to do what needs to be done to get Tony the money she wants. Yeah, exactly. Like George will dig cesspools, but Tony don't want no cesspool. No, she got to look good. Yeah. And I also want to say, while Lenore Lemon is one of the most precious names in the world and she was a fucking baddie, she was a New York socialite. She mm-hmm. looked at, she looks like a million bucks, like that yeah. classic Hollywood. Um, She was a bit of a party girl. Yeah, also kind of a bitch. Also kind of a bitch. And like the two things would mix together and she would be a little bit of a sloppy drunk. Just a little. A little bit. Who isn't? A little bit. Yeah. So that's that's Miss Lemon. Um, But you know what? Like George was with kind of like a bad bitch. So maybe he was just into bad bitches and then he found one who happened to be single. Maybe. Maybe that. Um, so th- that's those are the players of the story. And right? before we get into yeah 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 the next portion of this, I also want to say, like I don't know if it was the weeks or the months. I didn't write down dates because I'm an idiot. Um, before obviously spoiler alert, as we mentioned, George Reed's died. Mm-hmm. Before that, it's important to point out that something was fucking him up. He was in three horrific car accidents that probably should have killed him mm-hmm. leading up to his death. The last one that he was in before he died was caused by the car losing control due to no fucking brake fluid, mm-hmm. which like, yeah, nefarious. It's just got mafia stamped all yeah, over it. It just does not seem like you forget to, like, that's an accident, you know? Yeah, and this was getting to him mm-hmm. because George, not, he was like, he could hold his drink from what people said, but he really wasn't much of a partier. Yeah, no. Like, he was one of those, like, old school dudes who just sip some scotch, maybe get a little bit meaner as the night went on and then go to bed. Yeah. Not really anything crazy. Yeah. Um, So, people to keep in mind, Lenore, Tony, Eddie, George. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to mention a few other people here. Um, so, there were a couple of his friends who were at George's house the night that he died. It was... Karen Van Ronkle, William Bliss, and Robert Condon. I'm going to say condom. Just fucking prepare I mean, for I it. I know it's tough. Condon. And we should also say, um, the reason why these guys came over the night that, you know, shit went down. Yeah. Lenore was a party girl. They, mm-hmm. like, a few of them and the friends had been, like, out at a restaurant earlier that day. Apparently, um, George and Lenore were arguing, but, like, she also was a sassy drunk. So, like, yeah. but also sassy drunk. When they got back home and the friends saw that they were home, they went over for a nightcap. Yes. Very like 
upper Hollywood like party house. Yeah, let's doors just go, never locked. Yeah, let's just go drop by. Let's go yeah. drop by and have a drink. You're free. I'm free. Let's go see what they're doing. Yep. And uh, so yeah, and then also like Lenore tried to use some of this stuff as a a little bit of an alibi for what their evening was, and we'll talk about that a little later. And you're like, why would she need an alibi if she was there? Well, let's get the fuck into it. Um, so on the morning of June 16th, this is the day after George dies, but I just mm-hmm. want to set up the mystery right now. Yeah. Phyllis Coates, a.k.a. Lois Lane, got a call from an upset and distraught Tony Mannix, who... Th- um, Remember, Tony Mannix is the girlfriend, the girlfriend wife. The mistress wife, yeah. Told her, the boy is dead, he's been murdered. So Coates had no fucking idea who she was possibly referring to, and then was surprised to learn that Tony was talking about George Reeves. Um, so let's get into his death. This is an account from all that is interesting.com. Um, and I'm sure it's all Reliable over the place. Source. Yeah, I'm sure it's all over the place. It's one of those things that they pull from a newspaper. Yeah. But so quote, the night of Reeves's death, the actor was at home with his fiance, Lenore Lemon, along with the writer, Robert Condon, who had been staying with him. Around one in the morning, they were joined by two of the neighbors, way too late for friends to come over. I mean, not if you're a party house in Hollywood. I guess. Still too late. It's too late for me. Not a party house in London, though. Yeah. Or London. Are you in London? I want to be in London. I want to be with (laughs) Harry Potter. Um, So at this point, Reeves, who had already been in bed, stomped downstairs to yell at his guests. And as he returned to his room, Lemon bizarrely began providing some morbid commentary. He's going upstairs to shoot himself, she explained to the other guests who had heard a sound upstairs. She goes, see, he's opening the drawer to get the gun, Lemon claimed. Finally, a single shot rang out. She said, I told you he shot himself. Now, when the cops arrived at the scene, Lemon told them that she had been only kidding when she made her strange remarks. And they did find George Reeves upstairs on his bed with a luger between his feet and a bullet hole in his head. The police ruled the death a suicide. And but by the time Reeves's obituary was published in the Los Angeles Times, the newspaper had already noted that there was an element of mystery surrounding it. So. Lenore at the time claimed that Reeves likely killed himself because he was depressed about his failed career and he couldn't get the parties, the parts that he wanted. But it should also be noted here that like while his career was taking a bit of a weird turn with Superman and shit Mm -hmm. at this specific point, it was getting a second wind. Yeah. Like he was signing on on all these different projects unrelated to Superman. 100%. So not a very likely thing. And it was also like kind of kicking open doors very lightly for directing stuff Mm -hmm. so george was not down and out like he wasn't some like child actor whose parents stole all his money like he was still in the fucking game and so a lot of people don't necessarily believe um what lemon said and uh and then the newspaper did not help it because they were providing a lot of the rumors and giving them a lot of different um authenticity and clout so um, they even misquoted the LAPD sergeant because he said that Lemon said he's going to shoot himself and noise was heard upstairs and that she basically narrated the suicide. Mm-hmm. But this was embellished by journalists. Um, Lenore actually denied making any of these narrative statements, but she did make an offhand remark of like, oh, he's going to go shoot himself when he went upstairs when mm-hmm. he was done with the party. Um so the official story, though, that Lenore told the police was that she was downstairs with her friends at the time of the shooting. And Fred Crane, who was in Gone with the Wind and George's friend, said that she was actually up fucking stairs and somewhat a witness to the shooting because she would have been able to see it from where she was standing, although they weren't in the same room. So after the shot rang out, apparently Lenore ran downstairs and said, tell them I was down here. Tell them I was down here. 
And also, when accounting for the details of the evening before they returned home, Lenore had told the police that she and George had gone to a wrestling match, not dinner, as earlier reported, with their friend Jean LaBelle. But Jean claims he never, ever saw them there. Um, so was Lenore just really kind of covering up because she accidentally killed George? Yeah. Um, but many people refused to believe that George would kill himself because, like we said, he was on the up and up. He mm-hmm. really wasn't, like, totally distraught and left penniless. Like, his career was taking a shift, but it was a successful shift. Yeah. And George's mother, Helen, absolutely refused to believe that her son would commit suicide despite her trying to, like, make his life miserable by telling him his dad killed himself when yeah. he was younger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she hired, like, one of those gung-ho Hollywood lawyers that they make movies about. And his name was Jerry Geisler. And she wanted him to look into her son's death. And there were a ton of strange occurrences surrounding George before his death. The midnight phone calls, when he would answer, they were silent. The cut breaks, all this mafia stuff that was happening. Mm -hmm. Someone fucking kidnapped his dog, which I was very, very concerned about. So I actually detoured and researched. People were, there were rumors that Tony stole the dog back. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to believe that and don't believe that anything bad happened to the dog. Um, The dog lived out happily ever after and he became wishbone. (laughs) So, yep, that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. Everything was great. And the house layout was super suspicious because it it was put in such a way that someone could totally walk in, murder George, and then walk all the way out without anyone ever seeing them come in and out. Mm-hmm. It was a party house. Doors never locked. People could obviously just waltz on in at one in the fucking morning. Yeah. And also all of his friends were really drunk. So they probably weren't on high alert for anything suspicious happening anymore. Yeah. And it isn't likely that his guard dog would have let him known because someone stole it That's before true. any of this happened. That's true. So Jerry, this hotshot lawyer, was able to procure a second autopsy and was pretty floored to find out that not only did the police neglect to check George's hands for gunshot residue, but they also didn't investigate why George had bruises over his entire head and body. Mm-hmm. Um, they also washed him down before they checked for evidence. Um, so Never it, a great sign. No, never. Never a great sign. Because if someone, even if somebody wanted to see if he had the gunshot residue on his hands, uh, there's literally no way to do it yeah. because they cleaned him. Yeah. And there were also two bullet holes in either the ceiling or the floor, depending on the report. I saw different things um, above George's bed, which people are saying, why were there multiple gunshots? Like, was does that mean that he, there was a struggle before he died? Mm-hmm. Um, but the police were like, eh, we don't really know when those other gunshots happened. So they just dismissed it. Of course. They're like, yeah, it's... You know you how know. houses just have bullet holes in yeah, them. Yeah, of course. No big deal. And then they were like, well, Lenore probably fired the gun in a previous argument with George because oh. she was known to do that. Okay, And yeah. they were like, they looked no further. Uh-huh. That's good. Um, Crack detective work. Perf. Yeah. They're like, well, there's bullet holes everywhere and he's covered in bruises. Must be a suicide, even though he doesn't have any gunshot residue on his hands or on his head. Um, so Jerry finds all this evidence and immediately nopes the fuck out does not investigate any further much to like the confusion of Helen and everybody else because he never talked about why he just took the money and run. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so other things to note, um, George did have a will, but he didn't leave shit to apparently the love of his life and his new fiance, Lenore. He left 100% everything to Tony Mannix, the married girlfriend. Yeah. He didn't even mention Lenore. Um, so let's, yeah jump back in this is, yeah Tony. this is the only part of the story that i because i am 100 percent on board that he didn't kill himself right but this is a classic case of who done it who done it yep now we're gonna start let's start pointing fucking fingers 
Um, so like we said, right after George died, his ex-mistress, Tony, called one of his Superman co-stars in hysterics claiming he was dead. But like the news hadn't been put out yet. Yeah. So there's no way she could have known. And Lenore certainly wasn't fucking calling and telling her. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing to mention is that um, the fight that was apparently happening between mm-hmm. Lenore and um, yeah, what was George. That about? What was that about? Rumor has it. Rumor has it they were fighting because George was talking to Tony again. Oh, there's no reason to fight about that and get Superman and shoot someone in the head. Right? And um, maybe that he was now getting cold feet and didn't want to marry her. Sure. I believe know. it. You know. Um. Well, you know, Tony was the love of his life. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> and also, like, Tony's husband, Eddie... There were a ton of rumors about him putting a hit on George for all the embarrassment and the pain that the affair with Tony had cost him. Um, and in 1999, there was someone named Edward Lawsey who was a publicist, and he worked closely with Tony. And he said that she had confessed to a priest that she was responsible for George's death, but she never really went into like what that actually entailed. Mm-hmm. And she died alone never married again Mm -hmm. um deep in a pit of just absolute depression and alzheimer's disease and she died in 1983 before anyone could ever follow up with her again Mm -hmm. and lozy claimed that he was really close with tony he had called the priest for her on more than one occasion and he said that she was 100 lucid when she told him about george's death and uh so like we said like george was really coming into his own in his career and one of his friends rory calhoun Claimed that literally nobody in Hollywood believed that George actually killed himself. Yeah. And another one of George's friends, a guy named Art Weissman, gave an interview to Geraldo Rivera. Whoa. Who, and he said it wasn't a suicide. Yeah. He said that he went to the mortuary the day after George's death and still discount suicide even after seeing the body. Mm-hmm. He said that George did not believe in using live am- ammunition and wouldn't even load his guns with it. He would keep them around for like b- visual protection. Like, yeah, I got a gun and I'll flash it if needed if something happens. Yeah. But after it was like running with a little kid, like he wasn't even going to take the chance. Of yeah. It shot. checks out. Also, the dude who's like living the life as Superman. That doesn't. He's wholesome. Yeah, right. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. And he had so many parties where people would come over and be like blackout drunk that he's like, I'm not even going to fucking risk someone getting a hand on my gun and shooting it for fun and yeah. killing somebody. Yeah. And Art also pointed out there were no powder burns on George, aka like on George's head, meaning that if he had put the gun to the, his head and pulled the trigger, even from like as far away as his arm length could have gotten it, there would have been a burn mark on his head from the bullet coming mm-hmm. in because that's essentially point blank range, right? Yeah. So Art makes the argument that somebody was far away from George when they shot him, at least far away enough that it wouldn't leave any burn marks on George. Mm-hmm. And he says that it was Eddie Mannix who arranged the death. And then in the same Geraldo piece, a guy named Jim Hambrick, who is a curator of a Superman museum, which I looked into. It's not like a big museum. It's a museum out of his house, but he makes money off of it. And I've never been more jealous of him in my life. (laughs) He, period, point blank, says that Lenore Lemon killed George Reeves. That is a direct quote. Yeah. And he claims that friends of Lenore at the time strongly indicated that she was involved 100%. Um, But he said that George... Uh, but like Lenore was like enough of a party girl and had enough clout that she was like, no, don't do that. Like when people were like, yeah, I don't want to be associated with this either. So we'll mm-hmm. keep it quiet. And he thinks that what happened was George told Lenore that he didn't really want to get married to her and that he wanted to be with Tony. And that's what their fight was about on the day yep. that he died. Yep. Um, 
Lenore is actually just a means to an end to either make Tony jealous or motivate her enough to leave her husband or try to get over her. And But it just wasn't very successful. And George kind of saw the rioting on the wall. Tony was the love of his life. Mm-hmm. And on the day George died, um, this museum guy claims that Lenore went upstairs while he was in the shower and shot him after a short struggle. And this after this, she wiped the gun down and picked up all the shell casings. And then she told people at the party that she tried to stop George from committing suicide but couldn't overpower him. And she convinced them all that that's what happened. And it took a whole 45 minutes for them to actually call the police after George committed suicide. So this would explain that window. Mm -hmm. Because the way they explain it, like, yeah, he killed himself, called the police. But 45 minutes is an awful lot of fucking time. Yeah. And then uh, she went to the police and confessed all of this. Just kidding. She didn't. Yeah, of course She actually not. left town right after he uh, killed himself and never talked to the police fucking once ever. That's totally something someone totally innocent yeah. would do. And she, um, the only comment that she really made about it later was that Tony got a house for charity and I got a broken heart. She lived out the rest of her life in an alcoholic dementia. Her body was found on January 4th in 1990. And the medical examiner estimated that she had been dead for five whole days before anyone even fucking noticed. Nice. Um... And as far as George goes, like, that's pretty much where the rumors end. Uh, but apparently he still haunts his old home, donning a Superman costume. Cute. That's the end. So that's the question, right? Who do you think? It, it's the whodunit of the three. I want it to be Lenore. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The problem is that, like, Eddie has so many connections with the mob and all the nefarious shit that was happening. It also could be a situation where like those two things are true that maybe Eddie was trying to fucking kill him and was fucking with his car and prank calling him essentially. And like, you know, fucking with him that way. But Lenore got to him first. Yeah. I think Eddie, I mean, I want it to be Lenore because it seems more likely if it happened in his house, but then like the layout of the home, Mm-hmm. like somebody could just walk the fuck in and just it's like the yeah. layout of my home like you can come into my room and everybody in the front of the house wouldn't even know yeah you it's there. a separate entrance and uh i think that george not george i think eddie is more capable of killing george but i think the person there at the time most likely to have done it is lenore i mean there's also a version maybe where lenore and fucking eddie were in cahoots with each other that's what i want to believe i think it's i think it's definitely either of them um I mean, like, there are rumors that Tony was, like, stalking mm-hmm. George after he started dating Lenore. Which I would believe. I believe that as well. Um, I think that, like, they were unhealthy, obsessed with each other. Mm-hmm. But she was stuck in her weird, abusive Catholic power marriage. And yeah. he was like, I've got to fucking go. I've got yeah. to go. And it drove her crazy. Because she right. was, like, clearly a controlling, powerful person. Yeah. Um, and and she so, wanted her handsome boy toy. Yeah. Who's you know, older than her. She's older But she's than still... Him. No? She was eight years younger than him. Was she? No, she was older than him. Was she? Yeah. Oh, um, my bad. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It. I think all of those things can be true. And the story still is, um, she didn't do it. Yeah. I think that Tony, maybe she knew who did it. Probably. And then she just went to her fucking grave with it. I mean, yeah. And just had to suffer. Well, she saw what happened to George and she didn't want it to happen to her. But then she ended up dying old and alone. Yeah. It do be like that. And same with Lenore. 
yeah old and alone how sad is it to die like i looked at a picture of her she did not look well and how sad is it to like just wither away the rest of your life in an alcoholic stupor and then they don't find your body for five days yeah I mean, when you when you carry a burden that big, you can't be around people. You can, you're not fun at yeah. parties. No one wants to hang out with you. Yeah. Of course, you're gonna rot yep. by yourself until someone finds your body yeah. days later because it started to smell. And then um, this is like where the Superman curse comes in. Yeah. Because then obviously, like everybody else who's played Superman, tend to have very bad things happen to them. Nothing happened, to Henry Cavill. I refuse to let that happen. Yeah, we'll have to protect him. But other people, like even people who like didn't die terribly. Like their careers suffered, mm-hmm. and yeah. So I think I really do think Henry Cavill broke the broke the mold because him is Geralt D- of Rivia and fucking the Witcher man. Woo, mm-hmm. Lord help me. Yeah, maybe his curse was just the fact that this CGI mustache. Like his curse was having to act with Ben Affleck. No, his curse was the CGI mustache, which he could not. He was contractually obligated to keep. Which is weird because I bet Henry Calville could do like a push up and force facial hair to grow. I agree. God damn, he's so fucking hot. It is unfortunate. I watched him build a PC and it was like porn to me. Yeah. He's your, is he your celebrity crush? Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. Specifically as your all. Google him. I know what he looks like, but I just want to see. Oh my God. I want to see if he like does Jesus Christ. Look at him as Gerald Arivia. Well, I, I tried to watch The Witcher, but I didn't understand it. It was Fuck a very confusing you. plot for me. Fuck you. I haven't played the game. But the game has nothing to do with it. That's the first book. But it's like it just the That's timeline. That's the first book. I have a brain injury. It's the timeline the was very book. confusing to me, and I was only kind of watching it. I think oh, you really have to pay attention. God. I just... He is a handsome oh man. Oh, my God. If you put me in a room with him... Ooh. Well, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, bro. That's a good oh photo. my god! Um, oh my god! Sorry, I keep burping in the mic. Oof, if you put me in a room up. with him and Nick Cage, I genuinely one hundred percent would pick Nick Cage, though. I know that you would, but you know what? I do think he's a handsome dude, and I genuinely don't want anything bad to happen because I think he's also a good dude. He is. He. Loves I don't really his have anything bad to say about PCs. him. God, I love him so much. He's so hot. He's so fucking hot. It's unfortunate. It's stupid. It's not okay. People shouldn't look like that. And walk around on earth yeah it's not fair it's why not. do i have to be like this and there's people out there who get to be like that i know and he's got like a weird rugged handsome to him i just fuck yeah like he can't. looks like he could be a mountain man and like survive <sighs> in doing it i dare say jesus crisby's a fucking gamer yeah damn anyway r.i.p george reeves what's up <laughs> <laughs> um, oh shit you know definitely like honor george reeves's memory by watching some of his stuff online if you can find it you can um, he's he was a genuinely good dude i normally want to shit on people who get into relationships with people who are also in relationships but that's probably my own <laughs> that's insecurity your, yeah i mean i do think that's my a, own experiences i'm like that's shitty for but that i to happen to do agree that that's shitty and it's not great but and I, I bet there were some definitely some skeletons in his closet you don't get mixed up with those type of people because you're a fucking saint yeah but you know what? He was what the, what the role of Superman deserved, which was a guy who took the role seriously. He didn't just go flapping his gum saying like, no, I'm a fan and then do a really bad job. Don't <laughs> even get me started on uh, this. But he genuinely cared about the role. Yeah. And he really wanted to step up to the plate. And it's really unfortunate what happened to him. And he deserved the world. And all we gave him was a bag of bullshit. It's true. And I think if you could do anything from this is to just, you know, George Reeves was murdered. 
100%. We Maybe we don't know who, but he was for sure. Yeah. Well, they're all dead now, so they can't come after us anyway. Yeah. What Go are you going to do, Eddie? Little bitch. Little bitch. Little bitch ass bitch. <laughs> I bet, you know what I get from Eddie? That he's probably like 5'3". Oh, he was a short, short I man. I feel it. I the, feel it. I feel it. Uh, they went in the movie. It was like a the other Danny DeVito of Hollywood <laughs> that no one can ever remember his name played him. Not Danny DeVito. Not Danny DeVito. Uh, the, the not other Danny one. DeVito played him. Yeah, I could tell. I could feel the vibe. Yeah, yeah I could yeah, get yeah. that vibe. That I was just, him. That's little man energy. Yep. You know what yeah, I mean? little like, man energy. He'll get a like a little little gremlin. Like, Why I oughta? <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. <laughs> oh, what a little bitch. Oh, that was Eddie Maddox is a bitch. Um. R.I.P. George Reeves and once again, what's up, Henry Cavill? Hey, what's up? Um, Hail Satan. Hail heroes who take their roles in Hollywood seriously for the true fans. It's real to me, damn it. It's real to me. 